Welcome to the Big Ten Review Show podcast. I'm Josh with my co-host Mario. What's up, Mar? What's up, buddy? Uh, welcome back, everybody, to our little Big Ten football podcast. Happy birthday, Mario. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. It's your birthday, isn't it? It's not my birthday, but I'll take uh, it. Happy birthday anyway. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. Uh, what are we talking about today? Hey, look, uh, we're talking about week three Big Ten football. Uh, I think we need to mention this is a huge week for out-of-conference Big Ten games. Uh, week zero, week one, week two, those are all great, but this is the week I've been waiting for. You got Oklahoma, Nebraska, Penn State, Auburn, Colorado, Minnesota, Michigan State, Washington. Let's go. Who is going to be the App State this week, man? It's going to be a fun week. Last week was wild, but there's always there always tends to be a couple weeks early on in the season that are just crazy, and that was that was one of those weeks, and we have a lot to, to look forward to this week. Last week was wild. Uh, I'm expecting some of that madness to carry over this week as well. I think so. We have a lot of out-of-conference games like you mentioned, and I texted you last night actually looking at the schedule. We got some big games next week in the conference. Like I can't be more excited. Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Let's get started. Let's get into it. Let's do it, man. I'm here to celebrate your birthday, talk about some games. So get me get me started. What's this first game we're looking at? First game I got here is UConn at number four, Michigan. At the time of recording this podcast, Michigan is favored by 47 points. Uh, UConn's coming off a huge loss last week to Syracuse. Michigan is coming off back-to-back huge wins to open the season. Uh, Josh, I think uh, this might surprise you, but I think this is going to be a very difficult game for UConn. Well, <laughs> you had me fooled there for a second, thinking this was going to be challenging for Michigan. You think UConn's going to struggle a little bit? Oh, yeah, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Uh, we also got the news this week about J.J. McCarthy. He's going to be a starting quarterback moving forward. Um, just like I mentioned in our preseason Michigan podcast, his potential and skill just outweigh what Cade did for them last season. Um, I think he's the guy, and I think he shows up on Saturday, and I think he's going to do terrific moving forward for this team. So we both know, and I, I'm pretty sure all the listeners out there, Michigan's out-of-conference schedule is is a little uh, – no disrespect to these teams. Again, it, they have playing some cupcakes, right? Last light, year they yeah. played Washington. It's a little light. What do you want to see for Michigan, or what can you gain from watching this game? So uh, kind of just like what I've said for the first two weeks of the season, I think Michigan keeps this game plan fairly simple. I don't think they show too much just yet. Um, I think they're just going to continue to pound the rock. Blake Corum has looked good. He's leading the team in rushing. Guy we haven't talked about is Roman Wilson. He looks fantastic. He's leading the team in receiving. They're also kind of using him in the running game with jet sweeps. Um, But I don't think Michigan shows a whole lot here. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I want to continue to see that defense take strides. I think something we talk a lot about J.J. and Cade and where that's heading. First of all, if I'm – in that stadium, I want to see them not bouquet McNamara when he comes in. That, yes. That'd be my first yes. step. Uh, number two, I want to see the, that line, that defensive line continue to develop. Uh, they have a lot of people that are rotating in at defensive end, and I'm intrigued to see if there's someone who steps up. They, they seem to have their three guys um, that are really solid, and there's a fourth one they're rotating, and they just can't figure out who that defensive end is. Um, I want to see is who wants to take on that role, who wants to be David Ojabo 2.0 this year. Uh, that's going to be the key, I think, as, as we look forward. Yeah, two things I wrote down. Um, the, the the key things that I'm looking forward to um, seeing in this game is, one, how J.J. looks, knowing that this is now his job to lose. And the second thing was just what you mentioned. 
I want to see this pass rush, can, how, how they continue to look without Hutchinson and Ojabo. So far, so good. Uh, but let's see, once they get towards, you know, closer to this Big Ten schedule with more challenging tests. Yeah, well, we'll see. I know Colorado State's offensive line, uh, Swiss cheese, Hawaii, not much better, but they were a step up. We'll see what UConn brings. And then uh, in a week, we have Michigan and Maryland, and that is Oof. going to be a lot of firepower on offense. But we also have what I think is one of the more intriguing matchups, and uh, and we have number six, Oklahoma and Nebraska. What do you think we're going to see from that game? Yeah, Oklahoma's favored by 13.5 points. Uh, Nebraska's a week removed uh, from a removing their head coach Scott Frost which in my opinion was was long overdue he's been disappointing his entire tenure at the program uh, completely unable to win close games uh, Nebraska's a talented team with a ton of potential Casey Thompson has actually looked really good at quarterback they have a ton of weapons around him uh, they have a really good running game but that defense has been unable to stop anyone I mean, it's week after week we talk about it it's just they, they miss so many tackles um, Oklahoma uh, they're coming in hot. Um, honestly, I think Oklahoma has more to lose in this game than Nebraska. Um, right now, Oklahoma's playing for a shot at the playoff. Um, I, this is going to be a tough one for Nebraska. Yeah, it's only an 11-point spread, which is interesting. I try to look at the spreads and see what they're telling me. Uh, and if I'm looking at spread, I think, oh, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma with everything going on. But something is telling me Vegas doesn't do that just so that it's easy money, right? There's a reason Vegas was built. So 11-point spread is interesting. I mean, Nebraska's offense looks great. It'd be such a Nebraska win for them to come out and win this game with Scott Frost gone, wouldn't it? Maybe getting rid of Frost is exactly what the team needed. Maybe it sparks the team, um, and we'll see a little more life out of them. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'm excited to see Oklahoma here. A couple soft wins here against UTEP and Kent State. I mean, they're led by Dylan Gabriel. That Marvin Mims, that receiver, is, I think, one of the, the better receivers in college football. It'll be interesting to see if Nebraska can slow him down at all or if uh, if they don't improve at all. But that'll be a fun game. Uh, we have that one at noon on Fox. But we also have uh, probably not as, as interesting of a game, but Southern Illinois against Northwestern. What are you, what are you wanting to see here? Oh, still interesting, but just not as high profile as uh, that Nebraska-Oklahoma game, but both of these teams are looking to rebound from a loss last week. Um, I, we talked about it last week in the podcast. I, I don't know if that layoff, that weak layoff that Northwestern had hurt them, right? They played week zero and they looked good against Nebraska, but then they get that week off and they come in uh, with a little bit of rust last week. Um, I I don't know. Holinsky's look great. You've mentioned him in every single podcast. Another guy that you mentioned earlier this week in our, our podcast was Evan Hall. He's looked great this season, too. The defense has looked good at times. They got some talent on that defense. Bryce Gallagher, Jeremiah Lewis, Xander Mueller. Um, there's a few missing pieces here that they need to work through. Um, but I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Northwestern so far. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I just think this is more of a tune-up game for them. Southern Illinois, I don't think is going to give them much of a test. Again, I don't, I'm not here to disrespect teams. They're 0-2, uh, and we'll see. I think we'll learn more about Northwestern this week as we move forward until we get to Big Ten play. Um, but uh, you know what, Mar? Why don't we take a short break? Uh, we have a game I'm really intrigued about when we come back with Syracuse and Purdue. It's something I really want to talk about. So let's take a short break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Let's do it. And we're back. 
back to talk about some pretty important games this week. We have a lot to talk about, Mar. I'm glad we were able to spend a moment to blow out your birthday candles and celebrate you. I still uh, don't know what your motives are here with this, but <laughs> I'll go with it. I'll go well, with look, it for now. You know, I, I don't know what you're referring to on this, but I'm just trying to celebrate you on your birthday here. Uh, we have Syracuse, who's 2-0. and I think a pretty surprising start. They beat Louisville already this year, 31-7. to They beat UConn. Uh, 48 to 14 against a, a Purdue team that you already know I've been high on. Uh, this is going to be a pretty interesting game, I think. I would agree with you, man. Uh, coming into this game, Purdue's favored by a point and a half. They're coming off a huge win last week. Like you mentioned, Purdue has looked good so far this year. Um, the first two weeks, we've gotten to see this Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones connection be on full display, and man, is that impressive. That's going to be really fun. I can't wait. To, I'm actually really enjoying that connection almost more so than, than anything else that we have in the Big Ten right now, any other connection. Now, I love Marvin Harrison Jr. and Smith and Jigba with, with Stroud, really anybody with Stroud, but this is a really fun one. Um, but we also have uh, Garrett Schrader at, from Syracuse. It's going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, he likes to dish it out to a number of different receivers, Sean Tucker, Devon Cooper. Uh, this is actually a pretty good Syracuse team, and, and I think the spread kind of tells you a lot too. We mentioned it uh, earlier in the podcast about Vegas trying to tell you something. Uh, this one has kind of hovered between, uh, uh, it's really been about even the entire time. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what, how this plays out. I think we got a, a really interesting game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned their offense, but the Syracuse defense is no joke either. I mean, they're, they're ranked 17th in the country in points allowed. They're only allowing 10.5 points per game. Uh, I think the key for Syracuse if they want to win this game they got to put an emphasis on stopping Charlie Jones, slowing down O'Connell, and actually forcing Purdue to run the ball, which is something that Purdue isn't particularly fond of. Uh, O'Connell likes to just throw it all over the field. So uh, I think this is going to be a tough test for Purdue. I tend to agree. This is actually, before looking at this, the one game I was kind of going back and forth with a little bit uh, and who I'm picking. You're right about the run game. Is Doru going to get going for Purdue? It's going to be a quarterback duel, if you ask me. Aiden O'Connell uh, has has a really good opportunity here, and, and you mentioned it spot on. Garrett Schrader, he has 79% completion, five touchdowns this year, no picks. Going to be a good game. I can't wait to see who you pick for this. I think we could potentially differ here. We'll see. We'll see. We also have uh, Kentucky in Western Kentucky, I'm sorry, at Indiana. Another kind of interesting game. Yeah, Indiana's favored by nine and a half points coming into the game. Western Kentucky's coming into this game at two and zero. We've mentioned this multiple times. The story so far for Indiana this season has been the play of their quarterback Connor Baselick. He's been good so far. He's a big part of the reason why they're winning football games right now. The defense, though, for Indiana needs to be better. Uh, they're conceding twenty one points per game on defense. That has to be improved by the time they get to their Big Ten schedule. Uh, just like I, just like we mentioned with that Purdue Syracuse matchup a minute ago, I think this is going to be a close game. I agree with you on that. The spread kind of indicates that it's, it's minus six and a half uh, in favor of Indiana and and Western Kentucky's two zero going into this game. It looks like they have some firepower offensively. Austin Reed, uh, five hundred fifty one yards, seven touchdowns so far this year, just two picks. They have one of my favorite names on the team, Davion Irvin Poindexter. I don't know if I you like saw that. that one. I like, I like that. that one a lot. Uh, but they don't tend to run the ball uh, as effectively. So this will be interesting. Is, is this uh, you know kind of another quarterback duel similar to Syracuse, Syracuse and Purdue? We'll find out if one of these teams can get the ground game going a little bit more. I want to see Sean Shivers uh, and see if he makes more progress here. But another interesting noon game that we have there. 
did you mention the lines at six and a half? I did. Okay, yeah, it opened at nine and a half for Indiana. That's that's the number I have. So that's interesting that it's kind of swaying in the way of Western Kentucky a little bit. Yeah, it is, right? I'm trying to tell you something here, but I guess we'll see. That's another one that I'm going to want to pay attention to. It looks like they're both on different channels, so I'll be dual screening it tri- or you know, triple screening oh, it geez, since we my, have so many games. <laughs> my DVR is going to be a mess again this week. It's going to be a disaster with, with all these noon games. That's why I can't wait for these teams to play each other. But another interesting one, your team, Rutgers, 2-0, going up against Temple. Could be interesting here. So the line opened, uh, Rutgers favored by 17 and a half. They're coming off a huge win last week against Wagner where they covered their 48-point spread. Uh, Rutgers is averaging 44 points per game and only conceding 14 points per game on defense. Uh, they've been great on the ground so far. Through two games, they're ranked seventh in the country in rush yards per game. Their defense uh, has struggled so far um, to force turnovers, but the Rutgers... We mentioned this earlier this week on our podcast. It's fun to see Rutgers play winning football. It is fun. I can't. I'm, I'm just happy to see them be successful here. It's unfortunate that it had to go. Uh, Nebraska had to falter to get for Rutgers there. I don't know, uh, you know, how that worked out. But we're, we're seeing Rutgers play good football. I'm excited for this. I think they could. They have a really good chance here. Temple um, has. Uh, they they have a loss to Duke, which we've already seen who beat Northwestern. They lost thirty to zero, pretty rough start. They do have a win against Lafayette, and interestingly enough, uh, did you see who the quarterbacks are for Temple? I did not. So they have Dewan Mathis. I didn't realize he went there. He was the quarterback for Georgia, okay. um, and uh, looks like he transferred there. He got pulled last game. Uh, he's got one hundred and twenty five yards in two games, forty eight percent completion. Not the best start, and he got good. pulled in favor of another quarterback who I also found to be really interesting, E.J. Warner. Uh, can you guess who he's related to? E.J. Warner, uh, I'm guessing his father's a famous quarterback that won a Super Bowl with the uh, St. Louis Rams. Nailed Kurt it, Kurt Warner. So how that cool was a guess. That? That, that was a complete guess. I, I got to say I'm impressed. You're, you're on fire today on your birthday. Nice, well done. I'm gonna. Um, I got. I. I can't lie. I. Uh, I saw your notes earlier. <laughs> well, good. That's <laughs> so, a pretty cool. Uh, I think a pretty cool connection. I saw it, and I'm like, we we have to talk about it because it's something really cool. But I think it'll be interesting. Outside of Kurt Warner's son or Dewan Mathis, Rutgers is looking really solid right now. They're playing Temple here. Rutgers has a chance to go three and zero, back to back years into Big Ten play, and I think they look more competitive and more like a Big Ten team this year. Yeah, I mean, you were absolutely trashing this team uh, before the season, and I tried to tell you not to sleep on them, uh, and here they are, man. They're looking good. I'm excited. I know you're excited. It's, it's fun to see these teams play winning football. It's been fun to watch Rutgers so far this year, and I think it continues in week three. Yeah, I tend to agree. Well, we have one more game, Mara, and then we'll take a short break. I don't want to go too long on this and, and not give someone a break, especially on your birthday. Um, we have New Mexico State uh, going to Wisconsin. I've seen New Mexico State play. This is not a good football team. I, I don't know that we're going to gain a lot from this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Wisconsin opened uh, up uh, the week favored by a ton of points, 37 and a half. They're coming off a terrible loss last week to Washington State. Um, that was kind of the trend last week, uh, bad losses in the Big Ten West. For Wisconsin, the coaching needs to be better. The offense needs to be more consistent and maybe find uh, 
a few more ways to be a little more creative. The defense is playing well, but they need to find ways to create more turnovers, take a little pressure off the offense, give them shorter fields to work with. Um, Graham Mertz so far has been a pleasant surprise for this team. Even last week in their loss, he, he played well for most of that game. Braylon Allen has been, been terrific so far this year. I think this game is kind of exactly what Wisconsin needs after coming off that tough loss last week. Uh, New Mexico State shouldn't be able to put up too much of a challenge on either side of the ball uh, for Wisconsin. They just need to learn from that loss last week. Uh, that Big Ten West, like we talked about, uh, is still wide open for any of these teams, and now the question is who's going to step up. Yeah, you're right. This is exactly what they need. This is what the doctor ordered. Here's a cupcake game. You know, again, no disrespect, but New Mexico State is not a good football team. I watched them play earlier this year. They are not a solid football team. I mean, their quarterback play is left a lot to be desired. So far, they have two quarterbacks that have played. They have thrown one touchdown compared to six interceptions, which is not good football. Um, regardless, it's good for, for Wisconsin. I think hopefully they'll pitch a shutout. I think it's what many of us expect. Uh, but should be should be a little bit of a tune-up game for them and get them back for Big Ten play because you know who's after. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to say it right now, but you know who's after the break here after this week. So, Mar, why don't we take a short break and come back and, and finish up these games? Let's do it. And we're back, and Mar, we got a lot of games left, but a lot of fun ones here. I know we were just talking about it. In particular, one I am seem to be most excited about is Penn State. Number two, 22, Penn State going to Auburn. What are we going to be looking for here? This is my game of the week right here. Uh, second year in a row these two teams meet. Last year, Penn State won 28-20. Uh, this time, Penn State's on the road at Auburn. Penn State's favored by a slim three points, or at least that's what it opened at. Uh, Penn State's worked their way up into the top 25. They've had two good weeks so far, two good wins. Um this will be a fun matchup. I think there's a few key matchups here. I think uh, the, the, the key matchup for me is Penn State's front seven against Auburn's rushing attack. Also, those Penn State uh, receivers against Auburn's secondary. Um, and lastly, I'm curious to see how Penn State's rushing attack looks. Uh, they were miserable last year. They've really put efforts into improving that this year. Singleton looked great last week. Um, let's see if Penn State continues to try to implement that rushing attack against this Auburn defense. Yeah, the Auburn Tigers without Bo Nix, with T.J. F uh, Finley uh, under center, who hasn't, who's left a lot to be desired, hasn't been really fantastic. But they do have Tanks Bigsby still at running back, uh, who is, is probably going uh, to the NFL next year. But they haven't looked great to start this year. They have wins against Mercer and San Jose State, but you would have, ex you would hope for a little bit more. This is going to be a good matchup. And again, it's one of those games that have been kind of bouncing back and forth. I think I know who I'm picking at this point, but three points is a tight spread, uh, especially going to Auburn here for Penn State. But I love to see that Big Ten football and SEC early in the season. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I love to see this. And uh, I, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, like I said, this is, this is my game of the week as far as the Big Ten is concerned. Yeah, well, hey, we have a, another game that I'm pretty stoked for. Uh, just to keep just to keep seeing uh, Minnesota row the boat here. Colorado going to to Minnesota, and uh, I'm not going to give away my pick here. But you mentioned, I believe, yes, our previous podcast, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which which was launched today as we actually are recording right now. Um, 
Minnesota has a really good run game. They're doing really well on the ground. And Air Force just ran for 435 yards against Colorado. Yikes for Colorado, my friend. How many yards did Air Force run for? 435 yards. Multiply that by two, and that's what I think Minnesota (laughs) is going to get this game. Um, Minnesota's favored by 27 points. Of all these Big Ten teams, they're the team I'm the most impressed with so far this year. They've been great. I mention this in every single podcast we do, but their defense has been fantastic. They're playing aggressive, which I love to see. The offense has established this identity that we're just going to run the ball down your throat, do something about it. Uh, Last week we got to see Tanner Morgan kind of air the ball out a little bit. We got a small sample size of what the offense can look like under Kurt Chiraca. Uh, this this actually surprised me. I didn't know this until I, I did a little research this morning. They're ranked eighth in the country at 50 points per game, and their defense has only given up five points per game so far. I know it's I know it's very early in the season, but I really like what I'm seeing out of this team so far. I mean, even this early in the season to give up so few points and, and put up so many points, it's it's not easy to do, no matter who you're playing. So this Minnesota team. Uh, watch out for for those listening that are looking around America. This team is for real. I think they're going to put up. Well, you know what? I don't want to say what I, I think is going to happen yet, but I think we know what's going to happen. Uh, I all, I mean ahead. this when I say this, though. I enjoy watching this team play football. Me too. I don't know that we were this high on Minnesota to start the season, but here we are, excited. I don't even want to go back and listen to what uh, – what we said their records would be, but at some point we're going to have to and just prove that we are very wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we prefaced all those by saying we're going to be extremely wrong. Yeah, well, hey, we also have Toledo at Ohio State. Uh, Toledo comes in with two wins. Hey, they're 2-0. Long Island and Mass they played. They got a quarterback who kind of does it all, uh, whether he's throwing or or he's on the ground, Daquan Finn. Uh, Could be interesting, maybe a a little bit more of a test here for – for Ohio State as they kind of ramp up for Big Ten play. What are you seeing here? Ohio State uh, opens this game as a 31.5-point favorite. They've been perfect through their first two games. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything different here against Toledo. I think we'll see Stroud at the height of his superpowers, uh, at least until halftime when the backups are sent in. Um, Quick notes about Toledo, though. Uh, They're actually the consensus favorite to win the MAC this year, just like Ohio State, and just like you mentioned, they're coming into this game at 2-0. They've actually been pretty good against the pass. They're ranked second in the country defending the pass, but with all that being said, I think Ohio State is just far too talented for this to be a close game. Marvin Harrison Jr. was a standout last week. I'm excited to see him back on the field with Smith and Jigbo, with Stroud. This this offense is going to be something special to watch this season. Henderson's been a monster so far. The offensive line has looked really good. This team's going to roll through week three. Well, now you're already giving away your pick. I thought you were going to pick Toledo. That's what you told me offline. There's there's no suspense in this pick. We're both taking Ohio State. Sorry to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not a lot of suspense this early in the season. But you know what? I'm going to be honest, Mar, like there have been a lot of games. You have App State winning, things like that. There, There's an opportunity here, and uh, we got to start taking some risks. But here's Not in this one. game. Not, Not in this, this game. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State can slip up early sometimes, but I don't know about against Toledo. Uh, but we, there's one game. To me, to me, this is the game of the week. This is the one that I want to see. This is Michigan State, number 11 Michigan State, going to Washington against a previous Big Ten quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is a big game. Uh, This is a big one for Michigan State. Uh, Washington actually opened at three-point favorites. Uh, The game is being played in Husky Stadium. Michigan State hasn't had a problem scoring points so far this year. Peyton Thorne's put up numbers. Berger and Broussard have filled in well in that backfield, replacing Kenneth Walker. 
Uh, Michigan State's defense has played well. Jacoby Winman is getting all the sacks this year. The pass rush has been tremendous. That secondary was awful last season. They seem to be improved this year. This is going to be a tough test for the Spartans. Well, we'll find out about the secondary, right? Michael Penix Jr. looks really good. Uh, he's already got 682 yards passing, six touchdowns and interception. Jalen McMillan looks like a stud receiver, nine receptions, 214 yards. They have Giles Jackson, actually, from Michigan. I don't know if you remember his name a couple years ago. He's overplaying for Washington now. Uh, there are they got some offensive firepower there at Washington. Those Huskies are going to be good, and we're going to find out really quickly if if Michigan State is for real from this game, and I can't be more excited for it. It's interesting because the spread what, – what was the spread? It's, it's three? I, I believe Washington opened as three-point favorites. Okay, that's a little interesting to me because I've been watching Michigan State, and, man, they look really good. Now, I realize we ha- they haven't played – uh, you know, high-end caliber teams just yet, but they look really solid all around. Injuries are starting to stack up a little bit, um, and there's some some minor hiccups. Thorne maybe hasn't taken steps forward, and I know we don't have Kenneth Walker the third, uh, you know, back there. But I felt like they've retooled really nicely, and I'm a little surprised to see that spread. But like I said earlier, when you see a spread like that and it makes you kind of scratch your head, you usually it's because Vegas has a plan, right? Like, they're they're very aware of it. So that'll be a, a really good game, in my opinion. Yeah, Washington, their offense, like you just mentioned, averaging 48.5 points per game. It's going to be a, t- a tough test for Michigan State. I think the key for me is Michigan State's pass rush. Can they generate pressure? Can they force turnovers? Um, I, they don't want to rely too heavily on that secondary. So the key for me is that Michigan State pass rush. And they've been great through their first two games, so we'll see. Well, I know what I am watching on Saturday night with with Michigan State and Washington. It's an easy choice for me, but we'll guess we'll see. But why don't we take a break? We have two more games to talk about. And then more importantly, I want to see what your picks are this week. I want, uh, this is the one we don't share any notes. I want to know uh, where we differ. And I'm kind of excited for it. Let's take a short break. couple more games and more importantly we got to talk about our picks for this week in week three before we get into big 10 play and we're going to differ i can tell uh so i think we have the two the two games left are nevada at iowa and then we have smu at maryland talk me through nevada at iowa what you're looking for in this game so this kind of blew my mind uh somehow iowa opened as a 20.5 favorite despite only scoring 14 points so far this season um I don't get that one. I mean, we've already talked at nauseum about how awful this Iowa offense has been. Spencer Petrus has been horrible. He only threw for, what, 92 yards last week in their lost Iowa State. I mean, they've been trying with the running game with LaShawn Williams, but they're just not having a whole lot of success there either. The play calling has been so bland. It's literally the same offense that we saw last year that finished 13th in the Big Ten. However, their defense has been phenomenal. Their defense may single-handedly carry them to some victories this year, including this game. Um... Look, if they can get anything, anything out of that offense this year, they're going to be a huge problem in that Big Ten West division. I'm just worried that they're wasting an all-time historically good defense. I mean, they got to figure something out on offense on Saturday. It's just, it's terrible. It's so bad. And I, you made jokes in previous weeks, take the under, take the under. I don't even know what the, the over-under is, but if you're telling me there's a 23-point spread, I would be taking the under. And I, obviously, we don't recommend gambling. 
we're not experts in this, but if I were to gamble, I would take the under all day. You got to be kidding me if you think they're going to win by 23 points. And you know what? We're going to sit here next week and they're going to win by 60 or something like that. I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen. It's college football, but this is a little wild to me. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to be down on Iowa because of that defense. That defense is so good. They are so good. But at the same time, the offense has just been terrible, you know? So I'd love to see the offense figure it out. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I could. I guess I could see them getting three touchdowns from uh, the defense, but I, I don't know how they're going to get some two-point conversions out of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? Look at a safety in there. How about yeah, there that? there you go. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this Nevada team also, I think, has some question marks. They beat New Mexico State, who I've already talked about. I'm not even going to get into New Mexico State anymore. They've beaten Texas State, and they lost to Incarnate Ward. A lot of question marks about this team, but hopefully Iowa bounces back. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I want to see uh, some some movement forward. Uh, it looks like Spencer Petrus is going to start. I, I guess I don't get paid the big bucks to make that decision, but we'll see what happens. And then finally, another game that's expected to be a little tight. Uh, we have SMU going to Maryland. Should be a little interesting. This one surprised me a little bit. Maryland's only a four-point favorite going into this game against SMU. The odds makers are expecting this to be a pretty high-scoring game. The over-under is 69. These are both explosive offenses. For me, I'm just excited to see uh Vailoa in this Maryland offense. Uh, he threw for nearly 400 yards last week. He had a career-high four touchdowns. He was my honorable mention. Uh, for our game ball selections on our podcast earlier this week. We got to see Jacob Copeland shine a little last week. I'm still waiting for Demas to have that breakout game, but I think it's coming. Um, this is kind of the last matchup for Maryland before they get into that murderer's row uh, of that Big Ten schedule they have coming up with Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue. Uh, I'm expecting a high-scoring game. Uh, key for me is Maryland's running game. If, if they can control the clock and still put up points, I think they'll be successful in this one. Yeah, this is going to be a shootout. You're right. Tanner Mordecai uh, from SMU looks like he's a great player here. 65% completion, seven touchdowns, one interception. His leading receiver, Rasheed Rice, uh, 17 receptions, 298 yards. He's got three touchdowns. This is going to be another quarterback duel that we're going to see, in my opinion. We've talked about it with a few games this week, uh, but the spread's really tight on this one. This is another one that we could differ uh, both ways, but... One thing is for sure, we're going to learn a lot about Maryland this week, and it's going to give us, it's going to tip the hat to what next week's going to look like for them in a much bigger game. I would agree with you. Well, Mar, we have gone through every game, game by game, uh, a lot of fun coming up this week, and I think we got to go through our picks. Is it that time? It's that time. And look, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I am blowing you out right now. With, with my record compared to yours from the first few weeks. I think that's quite an exaggeration. Uh, I think you got what, a one game, you got a one game lead on me over there, Josh? I am 21 and six, a very powerful 21 and six, and you are a puny 20 and seven. It's not even close. All right, we'll see after this week. We'll see. I'm coming for you this week, man. <laughs> well, I, you know what? How could I say say no on your birthday week? And and you know what? I think we want to get started with the picks. So why don't you get why don't you get the music started so we can uh, get rolling here? Let's do it. Music's cute. Let's go. All right. So Mario, first game we have is U- UConn at Michigan. Who are you taking? Uh, for the third week in a row, I'm taking Michigan. Huge. I will take Michigan as well. Oklahoma, number six, Oklahoma at Nebraska. 
I just don't have any faith in this Nebraska team right now. I think Oklahoma has more to play for. This hurts me, but I'm taking the Sooners. Yeah, I would agree. I think this is a little tighter, and it, we talked about it with Scott Frost being gone. I think they're playing for something. I don't know why. However, how can I bet against Oklahoma? I'm going to take the Sooners as well. Southern Illinois at Northwestern. Northwestern's the better team. They shouldn't have a problem here. Uh, I think they bounced back from that loss last week at, uh, to Duke. I'm taking Northwestern. I will take Northwestern as well. Purdue at Syracuse. This is going to be a really difficult test on the road for Purdue, but I think that offense will overcome the tough defense of Syracuse. I'm taking Purdue. You know, I, this is one of those games we could have potentially differed, but how can I bet against my my team, my underdog team? I've been rooting for all year. I'm sticking with Purdue as well. Western Kentucky at Indiana. Indiana and in a close one. Oh, all right. You know, this is one I keep wrestling with, and, and I haven't had any upsets this week. Uh, and I, I, I'm struggling here, but I'm still going to stick with Indiana, and I think it's because they're at home, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball and control the clock a little bit. I'll take Indiana as well. Rutgers at Temple. Just like last week, Rutgers huge. Rutgers huge. I'll take Rutgers as well. New Mexico State, your team at Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Badgers all day. Wisconsin, big. Penn, number 22, Penn State at Auburn. Like I mentioned, of all the games this week, this is the one I'm most excited for. I'll take in Penn State. Let's go Big Ten. I would tend to agree. I don't think Auburn has the quarterback play. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball well. Tank Bigsby, I'm a big fan of, but I don't think they have the quarterback play to uh, to move forward. I'm taking Penn State as well. Colorado at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota all day for days. Minnesota as well. They're going to they're going to run for 800 yards. You're not kidding. Toledo at Ohio State. Ohio State. Same. I will take Ohio State. All right, number 11, Michigan State at Washington. In a very, very close game, I'm taking Michigan State. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting game, and the first time we're going to differ, and I hate to do it to the, the Big Ten. I'm taking Washington. I think that firepower exposes the secondary of Michigan State in a really tight game. Really excited for this one. I'm taking Washington. Nevada at Iowa. Man, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to take Iowa, but I can't pick uh, Nevada against this Hawkeyes defense. I'm going with Iowa. Gosh, this is one I've been wrestling with. I really have. I'm not lying to you. I know the spread is huge. I just don't know if I believe that. They, if, if they're putting Spencer Petras back out there, I don't know that they're going to make any progress. I'm battling with it. I'm unsure. I'm going to take Iowa, but with an asterisk that... If, if Nevada wins this week, I'm saying I told you so. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I just, I'm wrestling with it too much. I'm saying I told you so. Um, I will take Iowa, though, for the purpose of our picks. Finally, last game of the week, another interesting one. We have SMU at Maryland. I'm taking the Terrapins. I'm taking Maryland. You're taking Maryland. Well, you know what? We're going to differ in a couple couple this week. I'm taking the Mustangs to pull this game out, and Maryland's going to come out hungry next week. But a lot of fun, man. A lot of good games we have coming up here. And this is a week that things are going to to shake things up, I think, a a little bit. But I'm sure I'll I'll continue to to open that spread up. 21 and 6, you're 20 and 7. It'll probably be significantly larger gap at this point. (laughs) All right, we'll see. We'll see next week. (laughs) Cool, man. Well, hey, you know what? 
I hope you have a wonderful night. I, I'm just happy I could celebrate your birthday with you. So I'm wondering I, now, I really did I miss your birthday? Is, you, is this you subliminally telling me I missed your birthday or something? I got to look at my calendar now. <laughs> it, it isn't my birthday, but I know it's yours, and I wanted to just celebrate with you. But look, man, I had fun today. We uh, A lot of great games. There's a lot upcoming this weekend. And then it's a Big Ten against a Big Ten next week. Uh, be ready because your your liver needs to be ready for the next. <laughs> yep. Um, hey, thank you, everyone, for the support. We appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast or if you'd like to follow along with us on Saturdays, please subscribe and look for us on Twitter at BTR Show Pod. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>